This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. Ephesus was an interesting place. And, and the Apostle Paul finds himself there. He's ministering. He actually stays there longer than he stayed anywhere else up to that time. He ended up spending three years in Ephesus, and God did an incredible work there. A strong, vibrant, growing church was established in Ephesus and ended up, you know, going out from there. And other churches were established out from Ephesus. And so anyway, give you a little bit of background there. He's in Ephesus, and chapter 19, verse 8 tells us he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months. God used the Apostle Paul to do a great work in the city of Ephesus. Pastor Robert would be explaining how Paul went into the synagogues and into the marketplace and boldly spoke the Word of God. The most important thing we can do to influence the world around us is to speak forth the Word of God. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part one of today's message. We saw last week as we looked at the first part of chapter 19 that Paul was in the city of Ephesus serving. He's, he's uh, on this final you know, the th- what's referred to as the third missionary journey, the third short-term missions trip of the Apostle Paul. And um, he and his little group traveling there. But Paul was, uh, was teaching, and, and um, the city of Ephesus, similar to Corinth. You know, as we talked about the city of Corinth, we talked about the fact that it's pretty decadent. The place was, was just out of control with promiscuity, prostitution, you know, this kind of thing. And and uh, the temple to Diana. Well, Ephesus was known for a temple to Artemis, the the goddess Artemis, supposedly a multi-breasted female statue thing fell from the heavens at Ephesus. What, you know, Bible scholars, some, some historians theorize that maybe it was a meteorite that some guy grabbed and carved, you know, the statue out of it, solid black. But they built a temple there to Artemis, that was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Apparently, the, the thing was just fabulous. 425 feet long. So if you think about that and try to put it in perspective, it was almost one and a half times the length of a football field. It was 220 feet wide. So that's almost the length of a football field, not quite, in, in width. And six stories, roughly six stories high massive structure, this temple to Artemis. It had 127 marble pillars around the outside of it. Each was inlaid with gold and precious jewels, and apparently this thing was just 
absolutely fabulous. One of the things that was interesting about the Temple to Artemis, they had like a city ordinance or a law or whatever you want to call it that if, uh, if you committed a crime, if you were guilty of some crime and you managed to make it to the Temple of Artemis, you had to be given sanctuary. So if, if you could just get there, you were home free. It didn't matter what you'd done. So naturally, Ephesus became quite a haven for all sorts of characters, right? Um, temple prostitution was also associated with the worship of, of Artemis. Excuse me. So you had all kinds of things going on. It was a river city. The, um, the river Caster, the city of Ephesus, was at the mouth of, of this river. So you had, it would seem from the, the writings of, of uh, historians and stuff, it would seem that you had kind of a river city culture. You know what I mean by that? The city of New Orleans is a good example of a, of a river city kind of a culture. It used to baffle me as a young man. I grew up an hour and a half, two hours north of Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia has that same kind of weird river city mysticism and, you know, a lot of, lot of uh, black magic and, um, you know, the sorcerers, the fortune tellers, the, the tarot card readers, palm readers, just a lot of weirdness, you know? And, and, and you know what? And I never really thought about it until just now, but Miami has a little bit of that going on. Miami's a river city. Did you realize that? I mean, it was, you know, started at the mouth of the Miami River down, you know, the little brickle trading post. Interesting history behind that, but not to digress too much, but Ephesus was an interesting place. And, and the Apostle Paul finds himself there. He's ministering. He actually stays there longer than he stayed anywhere else up to that time. He ended up spending three years in Ephesus, and God did an incredible work there, a strong, vibrant, growing church was established in Ephesus and ended up you know, going out from there, and other churches were established out from Ephesus. And So anyway, give you a little bit of background there. He's in Ephesus, and chapter 19, verse 8 tells us he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. But when some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. Now, what's going on here? You know, Paul's practice, anytime he went into an area, he went into a synagogue. He's an Orthodox rabbi. If you saw him, you know, he, he would look like an Orthodox rabbi. He was dressed like an Orthodox rabbi. So he goes in, into the synagogue, and he starts talking to people about the fact that their Messiah had come. And he starts teaching you know, from the Old Testament Scriptures, he's proven to them from the prophets, from the law of Moses, that Jesus Christ, Jesus was the Christ. Jesus was the Messiah. And inevitably, anytime he did that, some would believe, others would not. Well, in this situation, he's there three months. He's going in and people gather around. He's teaching them day in and day out. And finally, the opposition got so heated, people were... were um, the way it's worded there in, in, uh, in Acts 19, they're, they're, they were hardened. Their hearts were hardened. They were, they were getting more and more um, vehement in their opposition to what he was teaching and, and coming against, speaking evil, is that what, the way it was worded, of the way, which is how Christianity was known. It was known as the way prior to being known as Christianity. And uh, so finally he said, you know what, all right, this is unnecessary. I'm, I'm not going to stay here. I'm, I'm spending more time you know, dealing with the people that want to argue with me than I am actually teaching the Word. So let me just find another location. We don't know anything about this guy, Tyrannus. 
except that he had a school. Apparently he had a lecture hall or some sort of facility. And according to um, historians and research concerning you know, this era in, in Ephesus, they actually had a siesta. And you know, many of us are acquainted with that custom. It's one that I'm highly in favor of, personally. You know, the mid-afternoon nap is a beautiful thing. But they, in the heat of the day, from like 11 o'clock to 4 o'clock or something like that, everything shut down in Ephesus. And it would seem that quite possibly during that time frame, Paul was able either to rent or in some other way, um, you know, gain access to this, this facility, this lecture hall from this guy Tyrannus. And so every day for two years, actually, he was teaching there in, in that place. And, and the, the same group of students or disciples that had gathered together at the synagogue to, to be taught by Paul now gathered together at the school of Tyrannus. And I'm sure others joined him. And that's how the church was born as, as he's, he's teaching there and ministering there in, uh, in the, uh, the hall or the school of Tyrannus. Verse 10 tells us, it continued for two years so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Verse 11, now God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Now, I want you to notice a couple of things there. One, even God calls that unusual. That's significant. You understand? How many of you have ever received a a prayer cloth in the mail, you know, some kind of little, you know what I'm talking about? You get this letter from some ministry, you know, and, and it's a prayer cloth and they're telling you if you put it under your pillow, you know, all your nightmares will disappear and you'll be, you get a raise. What do they promise? You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, send them $100 just to activate the anointing is usually the, the idea behind that, right? Did you notice that Paul wasn't the one sending his, actually the word that's used in the Greek there indicates these were his sweatbands. You know how you, you know, it's like you put a, you know, you can buy them at, at uh, Sports Authority these days, you know, a lot of, and like a bandana or some kind of terry cloth sweatband or something like that. And well, Paul was a tent maker. He worked with his hands. It was hot in Ephesus. He wore a, like a carpenter's apron or a worker's apron, apparently, and he had some, something, a sweatband or something that he put around his, his head to keep the sweat out of his eyes. And, and he's working all morning and, and then, you know, around 11 o'clock or whenever the break time was, whenever that siesta began, he go to the school of Tyrannus and he takes off the sweatband and he sets it over here to the side. You know, he, he's got his apron off that's folded and laying over here. And, and apparently what was going on, somebody got the bright idea watching God work. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. Right now, Pastor Robert would like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. We are so blessed to be able to share God's written Word through these broadcasts. And it's the generosity of people like you that makes it possible. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? Any amount is helpful and appreciated. And for any donation of $20 or more, we'll send you a copy of 30 Days, a 30-day practical introduction to reading the Bible by author Nikki Gumbel. 
You know, reading God's Word is an essential part of learning about Him and growing in your relationship. But the Bible can be a daunting book to tackle. This guide will give you 30 passages from both the Old Testament and the New Testament that are accompanied by helpful commentary and suggested prayers. It's designed to get you into the study of God's Word. And if you'd like more information, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. Thanks, Pastor Robert, and thanks for being part of what we do here. We hope you join us again for another edition of Main Thing Radio.